teaches the real thing. Only my school offers the authentic teaching style. And only my school keeps with the unbroken tradition. Are you suffering from the Tai Chi cliché sickness? Has not language shifted and adjusted to this new century yet? Should we not be as aware of our words as we are of our postures and breath? Find out today on this dynamic episode of Talking Tai Chi with the Teapot Monk. or description becomes overused, it consequently loses its original meaning. Not only that, but it becomes faintly ridiculous. And if it says anything at all, it implies the very opposite of what you hope it will mean. Stephen Fry said it best about 15 years ago. It is a cliché, he said, that most clichés are true. But then, like most clichés, that cliché is untrue. And in Tai Chi... We can see almost everywhere the same descriptions for every style or school, all claiming something unique, yet all claiming the very same thing. For beginners, this is a most confusing situation. How do they tell one style or school from another if everybody claims the same thing? How does the use of such language draw up misunderstandings and competition between stylists rather than forge understanding, tolerance and plurality. So let's look today at three common examples used to define styles, methods and schools of practice in Tai Chi. Sir, yes sir! Example number one. Uh-oh. Only my school teaches the real thing. This phrase is so overused that in effect it says the very opposite of what's intended. For example, my school teaches the real thing sounds far too much like a Coca-Cola advert. And we know that all such brand claims to offer something exclusive pretty much offer the same as everything else. Additionally, the term real is not an objective truth in the history of the martial arts. It's merely a subjective opinion, very often with a hidden agenda. Even the most superficial reading of history will unveil its subjectivity. Look at Douglas Wilde's introduction to the Yang family history in Tai Chi Touchstones for a concise argument. He said, quote, Abandon all hope ye who search for certainty. There is not a single detail that is not the subject of bitter scholarly debate, unquote. So if we start by dropping the word real from our descriptions of our styles, our schools and our teaching methods, then we're on to a good start. This will alienate fewer people and instead encourage more realistic descriptions that may at last convey something of the genuine humility of our art. Example number two. Uh Only my school offers an authentic teaching style. Sounds familiar? It should do, as it's been used practically by everyone. But what does it really mean? How about this for a more modern translation? 
my school has failed to question the value or practicality of a single technique in the last 300 years. Evolution? Not for me, thank you. It may still be considered authentic to develop calluses on your knuckles, elbows, knees, feet, eyebrows and ears, but it would also be highly inappropriate for most people. It may be authentic to insist that students clean your house, patio and dust down the portrait of your sifu before receiving tuition. It may be more authentic to learn your art in Mandarin only. None of this, however, makes your practice necessarily effective, desirable or relevant to the century and the country in which you live. Don't hide behind the slogans and vague notions of authenticity. Like the word real, authenticity means something completely different than what you probably think it does. Drop the terms and drag your methods into the 21st century to let them breathe. Example number three. Only my school has kept the unbroken tradition. Translation. My school has had absolutely no new ideas for the last 300 years. We are totally insulated from the rest of the world and have no idea as to whether we are relevant or completely irrelevant in today's society. Remember what happened to the Chen school before Yang Lu Chan, the invincible, grasped the fundamentals of the style from the tight grip of the Chen family and dragged the principles out onto the street for the first time in centuries. Uh-oh. Remember the cycles of history that tell us that an unbroken lineage leads to dramatic ruptures. This isn't to say that tradition cannot offer useful and relevant guidelines, but only in the context of where we are today. Drop the cliches. The problem with language is that it's so tempting to define our world with simple slogans. It's so tempting to use words that suggest objectivity, but in effect convey only our own linguistic bankruptcy. And we, as artists of the internal arts, have a responsibility to consider the social, political or financial implications behind the use of such words. So come on, let's all drop the martial cliches. Remember, what is real, authentic and traditional depends on who you are, what you are seeking and to whom you ask. Remember that last one. Cut it out and paste it up on the dojo wall. Bravo! Looking to discover what Tai Chi can do for you or curious and would like to know a little more? Well, just come over to 21stCenturyTaiChi.com. Look for the link in the show notes. There's short introductory courses, breathing, health, Tai Chi form, sword, philosophy applications and more. Plus books, PDFs and great videos and even music. Got a question? Track me down on social media as the Teapot Monk. Thanks for listening.